When they're talking about their success, you know, I scale to this, you know, they'll talk about turnover. I've got a salon, I've got staff, like all of the things that like, I guess, historically were perceived as like, yeah, this is, they're really successful. And definitely closing your books is on one of them. But I'm sure you'll agree if you speak to the people in that position and you say, do you feel successful? They say, no, <laughs> everyone thinks I am. Everyone says, you know, I wish I could do what you've done. But in private, a lot of the people in this position are like pretty miserable, very, very overwhelmed and stressed mm. out. But and almost like going back to the private problem, like resentful and also that they feel like they're not allowed to. It's, it's like invalidating. I'm not valid to feel annoyed about having so many clients, or at least I can't say that. It's a really challenging position to be in. We're all about helping you to save time, make money and we love an easy life. That's why we've partnered with Timely, because we love their easy-to-use online booking system. New customers can get 50% off their first three months. Go to gettimely.com and use the offer code COFFEE50. Welcome to the Coffee Isn't Lunch podcast. I'm Hayley Jepson. And I'm Maddie Cook. And we coach ambitious hair and beauty professionals to create a business and life they can be proud of without burning out along the way. We're on a mission to rid the industry of old school, harmful hustle culture while cutting through the toxic positivity BS. Join us for industry hot takes, strategies you can actually use and plenty of real talk. You ready? Let's dive in. Hayley Jepson, isn't this the most exciting day of your life? Because it is the first ever episode of our brand new podcast, Coffee Isn't Lunch. I don't know about you, but I'm thrilled to take <laughs> our shenanigans, our conversations, our musings from seven minute voice notes <laughs> to the public. <laughs> and we'll see what they think. Some podcasts on voice notes <laughs> to a proper podcast. Yeah, like this is a podcast. It's a seven minute voice note. How are you feeling about it? Are you as excited as me? I'm excited, stroke, a little bit nervous because I want it to be great. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it will be great. But I'm really thrilled I'm doing it with you because it's much more fun doing oh. uh, stuff not on your own in it like this. Yeah, imagine just sitting in a in a room by yourself talking to yourself. I mean, I do that quite a bit as well, but... <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't like that. So I'm thrilled that we're doing this podcast, Maddie. I can't wait to talk to you on the regular and have everyone... I know. Let everyone in see what goes on in our minds. <laughs> prepare yourself yeah and I mean it, it can go one way or another so let's see which way it goes <laughs> so what is on the agenda today Hayley so I thought we could kick off this pod it by talking about something I see all over social media at the minute I see it being debated in Facebook groups I see people making reels about it and I thought this would be something really good for us to explore which is whether or not you should close your books Yes, I love a debate. I love weighing in on a debate, you know me. So this is exciting. <laughs> and so I think I'm seeing it with my clients. And like I say, I see endless reels and debate about this in Facebook groups. I've seen it in your group quite a lot. Yeah. And so I'm really interested in how how are your clients talking about this and how are you seeing this show up in our industry? Yeah, so I, I see it as like two camps. Like I have a a pretty big Facebook group at the minute. It's just under 30,000. Um, what I tend to, just fun times, what I tend to see is, you know, there are a lot of people kind of publicly where they're like not getting loads of clients. So I call it more of like a sort of a quiet problem or a secret problem when people are so fully booked because they don't want to look, you know, they think, oh, it's a good problem to have. I, I can't even talk about how challenging this is because other people would be you know, really thrilled to be in this position. So that's like one thing I just want to mm. acknowledge is that this is a thing. 
Yeah, people feel like they're showing off. Yeah, by going, oh, I'm so busy, you know, what should I do? It's not allowed to be a problem. Yeah, they think mm. they're going, oh my God, feel for my private jets becoming expensive. Like that's not the <laughs> level of like, first world humble brag problems. Like yes. it's a real challenge. And I see this in DMs to me. So I, I see this a lot in private conversations. I do see it in groups. I do see it, like you say, on TikToks and Reels, but I see it more so in the, the like private coaching clients you work with me in my program breakthrough which is for people who are fully booked and want to reduce time so we obviously have a lot of experience with it in there but yeah it's like one-on-one coaching clients where they're so busy like the demand is totally outstrips supply they're thinking should I close my books because what's happening is if they're taking new clients then old like old regular clients can't get in so they're then having the problem of I've got these people who've been very loyal to me come for a long time so that, that that's I think that's the point in which they're at when they're thinking, do I close my books to new clients to then just be able to, you know, I'm at capacity with old clients, with regular clients. What about you? Yeah, I think I say this a lot to people. If you've got more clients than appointments, you'll always be stressed. Yes. <laughs> you know, I think it's a massive thing that leads towards burnout. And and it's funny how some people have never really thought about that. And they're like, oh, yeah, this will always yeah. be a problem. I've got more clients than I can see. I think that it shows up for me mainly in, in one-to-ones and it shows up in burnout and boundaries a lot. You know, people yeah. often, uh, when people are trying to serve everybody that wants to see them, they just end up burnt out. And so it really shows up as a big problem in burnout and boundaries. But more often than not, this is brought to me in one-to-ones. And I think yeah. people just want to stop the flow. <laughs> and I, yeah. think th- I think the side of wanting to close your box is like literally, I just need to stop the flow. I want to turn the tap off. Yeah. And it's a very sort of black or white, all or nothing thinking, where yes, it's like, I just definitely. want it to stop. It's like a reaction. Yeah. And I've seen, I remember our friend Emma Fowler made um, a reel saying something like, closing your books is about burnout. And I, yeah. I think for sure that's true. I do think yeah. it's a reaction to being overwhelmed. And instead of, finding ways to manage that flow and keep your business going people think well I've got all these lovely clients and I'm really happy as I am new clients are stressful anyway I just want to stay as I am so I'm just going to stop here I've made it yeah and then they change the bio they say no not taking new clients they take the booking system offline and it is just this really exactly as you say it's gone from like not to 100 that's it. I'm, I've done now. Yeah, it's almost like Black Friday sales. Everyone's charging and they just lock the doors and say, no, yes. I, no one's getting in. This is it. That's how I see it. I do think it's a, an overwhelmed stress reaction for sure. But yeah. I also think, and I think the table is turning on this a little bit because the debate is becoming more talked about. But I even think it was a badge of honor. I've closed my box. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah, I'm fully booked. Like you get a blue Peter badge when you've done this. Yeah, I do think well there was a badge you. of honour about closing your books. Yeah. Like, ooh. Yeah. Like people reference it, yeah, when they're talking about their success, like I've, you know, I scale to this, you know, they'll talk about turnover. I've got a salon, I've got staff, like all of the things that like, I guess historically were perceived as like, yeah, this is, they're really successful. And definitely closing your books is on one of them. But I'm sure you'll agree if you speak to the people in that position and you say, do you feel successful? They say, no, <laughs> everyone thinks I am. Everyone says, oh, you know, I wish I could do what you've done. But they're pr- in private, a lot of the people in this position are like pretty miserable, very, very overwhelmed mm-hmm. and stressed out. But and almost like going back to the private problem, like 
resentful and also that they feel like they're not allowed to it's it's like invalidating I'm not valid to feel annoyed about having so many clients or at least I can't say that it's a really challenging position to be in I think so I actually think it's this as well deciding to close your books is one decision deciding Mm -hmm. to manage that flow will take a lot of decisions yeah and more implementation and I think that can feel harder and so it's easy just to say no more yeah it's like one blanket thing you can just post it and walk away Uh, and so I think it feels like an easier short-term decision yeah yeah but I want to ask you this my day yeah (laughs) but I know you have some (laughs) strong opinions on this as do I really but from a different point of view what do you think is driving this and what do you what's like behind it from your point Mm -hmm. of view like I think it's sort of overwhelm and stuff like that Mm -hmm. what do you think's driving it and what do you think people should be doing instead because I know you sit on the side of not closing your books yeah like it's for me it's always this is I have like an opinion plus a caveat usually so there's like this is what I'd say but behind that is there are other steps kind of following that because we know we love a little you know we love a hot debate and a hot topic on TikTok but the world is very grey and nuanced and we need to you know dive in the caveats which is why we have a podcast so we can share this (laughs) rather than having to force it in five seconds (laughs) we can be nuanced (laughs) exactly so completely agree with everything that you've said and yeah like it it is a badge of honor thing it is the sort of quote-unquote secret problem thing I think sometimes when people think they can't talk about it as a problem they then don't necessarily search for solutions or they look for solutions in the wrong place or from people with maybe opinions that are not so helpful you know prices one of these where you know they go into facebook groups and just listen to like the the majority and if you just asked in a facebook group like should i close my books you're going to get really again very black and white one sentence do this don't do this and i think people are actually going to just leave more confused than what they were before Mm -hmm. and that's why i think it's important to like dive into it but kind of strategically you, you know me i like to sort of put my emotional brain down I like to put my spot I'm gonna pick that one up (laughs) yeah I'm gonna go into Vulcan mode which is like completely logical (laughs) because you can be the are you the right brain I'm the left brain I don't know but we're we're either side who knows (laughs) the logic of the emotion so logically from like a business perspective if someone has got to the point where they want to book an appointment with you in business and sales would call it a funnel so it's like a sales process like the process by which a person goes from finding out who you are following you, consuming your content, seeing you as a person who can solve the problem, you know, trusting your opinion, you know, maybe you're overcoming some like thoughts or opinions that they've got. And they're right at this point that they're prepared to book in with you. For you to then go, you can't, that strategically is for me not a great move because it is something like seven times more expensive and takes seven times as much effort to get a new client as it does to retain a current client. And the other thing is like what is happening for you in the present is not necessarily your future. And I'm sure this is yes. a psychological phrase for this where people think how things are now is how things will always be. I think that's, um, I don't know about a psychological phrase, but I think that's like a lack of hope Yeah, that things can be different. It's like, um, well, there's a, there's a theory around change and yeah. you can't change something unless you A, accept it's a problem yeah. and B, accept that there are, other ways of being yeah and so it's like if you can't see it you can't be it completely and I see it on the almost on the flip side of like the positive side where people things are going really well for people and they go it will always be like this 
And then ah, yes. they, you know, we, I say this when people are in like a big growth phase, they, you know, get loads of clients, get really busy. But what they don't realize is what got them there was actually the work prior to that. It was like the six months, nine mm-hmm. months or a year beforehand. So they're at this stage going, well, this is now my life, but they're not doing the sort of activities that got them there. They take the foot off the gas and then it all tilts back down again because yeah things happen kind of in a, cy- a cyclical way it's like going to the gym exactly this yeah if you get a six pack working when you don't go <laughs> yes you don't you don't get a six pack and go right Got i'm done now <laughs> that's me for life i'll always have a six pack i wish yeah. yeah it's all the work that you did you know the <laughs> compounds that's a great analogy actually it's everything that you did in the six months i mean probably longer than that for a six pack but <laughs> god knows i mean who even knows <laughs> but it's it's like the consistent you know there's there's got to be that level of consistency for me i try and automate as much as i can and and you know lean on systems and processes and stuff like that so yeah if this person has got this like intent to work with you what i would suggest is find a way to almost like where can we put them so that would usually look something like a wait list so I know a bunch of people use booking systems. We're big fans of booking systems. Timely, very kindly sponsor the podcast. Big up Timely. They have a great waitlist feature. So you can, if you want to, set up a waitlist. And if a client wants to book that spot, if the spot becomes available, you then have the choice. Do you put this person in or not? And I think it's great that they mm-hmm. give you the choice because sometimes the person cancels and you're fully booked and you go, I just want the afternoon off. Or what nearly finished. So I like that. Yeah. I mean, so as timely waitlist is a manual one, really, mm-hmm. which is what we're saying, isn't it? And yeah, so you exactly can choose yeah. to take people off it, whereas some waitlists are it just pops them in. It automatically sends yeah. out emails to people and fills the gaps. And so yeah. if you want more control, a yeah. manual waitlist is nice for that. Yeah, it gives you the choice. Well, I think a lot of this is about control, isn't it? That feeling of yeah, losing totally. control, which is really yeah, what people exactly are looking for, is. is more control on their situation. Definitely. There's so much more to the client experience than just the time they're in your chair. And let's face it, there's never been more options when it comes to choosing their preferred hair and beauty professional. You can really set yourself apart from the competition by elevating the whole booking process and beyond. Timely's easy-to-use online booking system means clients can choose a time that suits them at a time that suits them. You can even integrate it with your social media accounts so you're making money while your clients are late night scrolling. Plus, if they're like me and much prefer an app over picking up the phone, with the client portal, they can see and reschedule upcoming appointments. No more missed phone calls or message ping-pong. Then, when they're in your chair with client profiles so you can see their appointment history at a glance, before and after photos, and even make their day when you remember exactly how they take their brew. And between visits, you can send personalised reminders, rewards and VIP services straight to their phone. Keep your rockstar clients coming back again and again and again. Visit gettimely.com to learn more and start your 14-day free trial. And because we've proudly partnered with Timely, new customers can get 50% off your first three months with the code COFFEE50. Let's talk about another side to waitlist, Maddie, which is it's just somewhere to put people sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes we want a little spot, a little waiting room for someone who we may be, for whatever reason, don't want to work with right at that moment. But we don't necessarily feel okay with saying, I don't want to work with you. And we just want to go, I'm currently fully booked. I have a waitlist. I can put you on there and I'll let you know when I have spaces available. And then they're there and it gets it off your plate. Which yes. is a fabulous move. I think I, I think this is um I think the waitlist is the genius thing, isn't it, really? Because it's basically plan B work. 
it's a place to put all yeah. your ideal clients. It's a place to put people you maybe don't want to work with who might be a bit full on. <laughs> and it can be easier than yeah, saying definitely. a hard no. It can just be a not now. Yeah. Which might mean not ever. It's a not now. You know, because people say, tell them you're fully booked. But then, you know, there's problems of then what if you put availability on somewhere and things like that. So if you've got this sort of waitlist space for them and you say, mm-hmm. I'll let you know. It's almost like the ball's back in your court with that person. Yeah. So then it's down to you to like, do I give them a space? But I think what's cool as well is that because we've got this space of, of these people and it depends how you set your waitlist up and, and you know what you're asking them when they're requesting an appointment. But you kind of have, it's almost like um like little mini CVs where you can, they're saying, this is what I want. And this is, you know, the type of client that I am and I can do weekends or I can do weekdays or whatever so if you're wanting to move perhaps away from weekends and evening work you can then prioritize ah that person can do a Wednesday afternoon Mm -hmm. they sound like they're going to fit into my ideal work schedule down the line and kind of back to what I said about things not being the same now as they are in the future like people will leave no matter how fully booked you are like you know stuff changes people move away people don't have the need for that particular thing anymore their priorities change whatever and I think it's so, it would be such a shame for that to happen. And then you feel like you've lost all this momentum. And then it's like back to the grindstone of marketing. If you have this wait list, you've got these people here mm-hmm. and you can go, you know, they're, they're kind of ready and waiting for you. Yeah. And so do you, to summarize, do you think then if someone closes their books, mm-hmm. how long do you think it might be before that would become a problem? What do you mean? Like how, how long would you think it might take for someone to regret that? I think that immediately it would feel really good because like you said before, it's one decision and it's like the slamming of the doors, yeah. you know, turning the lock and then going, this is not a problem for me anymore. But I think fairly quickly, yeah. I think it would be when one client is lost, especially if it's like a high value as in like what they're spending, like a high spend client. Yeah. Maybe even someone you really like who you thought would never leave. Someone you love, maybe it's like, Sandra, who comes in every Friday for a blow dry, God love her, she moves away or, you know, whatever. So it's something that straight away you go, oh, bugger, that's a couple of grand a year. Or it might be a family that move away and you might do all of them, whatever that is. I think that would then feel like an even bigger problem because if you're in this position of being fully booked, you probably aren't doing a lot of marketing activity because you're kind of thinking, well, I don't need new clients. So I'm not going to like hustle all over social media. I'm not even going to probably set up a TikTok. I'm certainly not going to be you know, putting loads of effort in here. And we know that that's a long process. Like we know that it takes, if you ask any any of your new clients, how long did you follow me before you booked in? That's usually a long period. Yeah. You know, I had I did extensions. I had people who were like, I've stalked you for two years mm-hmm. because especially at like higher ticket things, it's a, it's a slower decision. If you do like semi-permanent makeup or lasers, you know, something where the, maybe the risk's a bit higher, that is a long decision. So we want to be continually moving people through that decision-making process mm. and, and giving them a space when they've made that decision because otherwise you might be going, I now need to start marketing for the next three to six months to move people through that decision-making process. Yeah. So short-term gain, long-term pain. <laughs> yeah, what I'm thinking about here is it's about your business always needs to be moving, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. always moving and updating Absolutely, yeah. and improving forward. And the closing your book things is very stagnating, isn't it? Because then mm-hmm. when you do start to put your prices up, you might lose people and then there's no waiting list for you or anything like that. And so I always think about it as you're constantly moving up with and people on the waiting yeah. list are probably people who are going to move with you. Whereas your people you've had yeah. from day one, potentially not as much. 
Yeah. Does that make sense, Maddie? I think a good kind of analogy is like when you were saying that, I was thinking of like forward momentum. And I feel like when this is when this happens with me, where I'll take my foot off, it I think of it like a train coming to a halt. And I think the effort to start that from scratch feels much bigger than just this nice train sort of going yeah. around. And I think it's it kind of relates to that journey as well. That like you've got your clients, they're gonna hop on, they're gonna hop off, they might come back on again. They might be permanently off and going on to another train. Mm-hmm. So we kind of want to always give people this opportunity to stay on the train. The train keeps moving. People can hop off. People can hop on. Mm-hmm. And we want to just keep that momentum because that is what business is, isn't it? It doesn't, yeah. we don't just go, right, I'm finished. I've completed it. It's not a thing that can be completed because yeah. of the nature of how we, you know, how, how we work behind the chair. Yes, I like that. And so what do you really want people to take away from today, Maddie? What are the big things you want people to remember? I think it's about kind of what what you were saying about the short term. You've got two choices. You either have short term gain, which is just close your books, which is potentially going to give you long term pain, Mm. or you can spend a little bit of time. Because I think people are just a bit resistant to setting up wait lists, using booking systems, things like that. They will always make your life easier in the future, but they take a little bit of work in the front end. So that's what I'd want people to think about is this idea of getting out of this present moment and thinking, well, what's actually going to be a really great decision for me and my business three months from now or six months from now? And really utilizing systems, you know, that's what they're there for. There are many different ways you can do it. Like we say, we love Timely, we love their waitlist feature and just making your life easier in the future because you'll really thank yourself for it. Mm -hmm. What about you? What's your key, key takeaway for everyone today? What I really think is people need to address what's underneath the need to close the box that you know that uh, temptation to close the box and what I think is behind that is overwhelm it's feeling mm-hmm. overwhelmed and I think it ties into really setting up booking systems or putting systems in place is going to take some upfront energy you're going to mm-hmm. get that energy back you know your life's going to be easier but upfront you do need some energy and so for me I think it really comes down to looking after yourself addressing the overwhelm and maybe there needs to be a period of looking after yourself before you leap into this sort of change I I think under everything is looking after yourself because I think if not we just try hard burnout try hard burnout you know and that's an exhausting Mm. way to live and so yeah I think it is it's about thinking about future you but also taking care of you in the now so you've got the energy to make the changes that's what I want people to think about Yes. I love it. Well, I very much enjoyed weighing in on this, on the big debate. And I'd love to hear everyone's thoughts on this as well. There'll be, you know, you'll be able to leave reviews, leave comments, you know, in the show notes, you'll be able to see where to find us. But we'd really love to know your guys' thoughts as well. So please do chip in with those. What are we wrapping up with, Hayley? So we've decided, (laughs) seeing as me and Maddie have got ADHD, this is well documented, we are quite novelty-driven, faddy people who are usually Mm -hmm. quite obsessed with something new and it changes pretty rapidly. And so we've decided to wrap up every episode with our current hyper-focus. So (laughs) what's your current hyper-focus, Maddie? So I've I've had a couple of actually long-lasting ones for me. Pedro Pascal, God love him, is starting to to wane out a little bit because oh. I think because of the strikes, I'm just not seeing anything. Like there's no promo. So out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. He's God love him. No object permanence around here. Exactly. If I can't <laughs> see it, you do not exist. So what came up sort of behind Peds is my beloved air fryer, which I wish I had a bloody referral code for because I feel like I'm <laughs> slinging recommendations out to everyone. But honestly, I was away. I went away for five weeks and the, the thing that I was happiest to see after the cat was my air fryer. That's so funny. I'm obsessed. And if anyone has air fryer recipes, leave them in a review as well. 
I mean, for me <laughs> I too, I actually bought an air fryer recently. It's not, I'm not obsessed with it just yet because I'm still figuring it out. But I think like mm. once I've figured it out, the obsession will come. You need to get an obsessive recipe. Yeah, yeah. how it's going to work in my world. But I have been using it most days. And I did actually, when I was going to buy one, rang you and said, which air fryer, Maddie? Which and then just bought exactly which one you said. I think you said, I'm looking at it. And I was like, I'll stop you there. This is the one you need to get. And I said the same to my best friend. And the other day they said, I'm really glad you talked me into getting the bigger one. Yes. Because we were in like Curry's together and the smaller one was physically there. And I said, it's not as big wait. as you think. Order the big one. Nah, man. You need the big one. It's the perfect size for all of the wonderful things that we want to make. It is. We need a whole episode on bloody air fryer recipes. Well, we can see how that pans out, eh? We'll see how that pans out. So my my current hyper-focus is Breville Toasties. Do you remember the the old Breville machine? Oh, what a throwback. Yeah, so I found mine. Where they're like torturously hot. (laughs) Torturously hot. I found mine in the back of the cupboard the other day. I was tidying up and Mm. I was like, I forgot about you. My friend bought it me for my 40th birthday. She was like, here's somewhere, mm-hmm. some way to get more exciting carbs into your mouth, hey? Like, because I'm obsessed with carbs. There, That's a hyper-focus that never leaves. And so I've been eating <laughs> Breville Toasties daily now for mm-hmm. weeks, really, for weeks. Yeah. Um, cheese and onion, that's what I have every day. I just love them so much. I was going to so say, what much. particular flavour? Cheese and onion, that's it. That is literally it. Yeah. However, I feel it's on the wane. I, I can feel the it's going and the air fryer yeah. is going to take over because I've seen okay. all these reels with where people are putting like bagels with eggs in and cheese. And I feel that is going to be the next fad. It will take over the Breville's. I love the big leg cheese. I've seen a new version where there's pesto on the bottom. Yes, which you need to try. I have all those saved. I made it for Big Roy. My dad came and I was like, I'm going to make him an air fryer bagel egg. And he literally rang me like two days later and didn't say hello. I answered the phone and said, hi, dad, how are you? He said, I need the big leg recipe. So he made it in an oven. Not as good. <laughs> Honestly, it's like revolutionized my life. I, I don't even turn my oven on now. And I'm just going to pull my oven out and put like a TV in or something. <laughs> or a Breville toasty machine. <laughs> Honestly, it's literally the best thing. It's so comforting and retro. You know, that's how it, it feels. It's very comforting, which is brilliant. And so we'd love to hear people's hyper focuses as well maddie wouldn't we yeah i don't think this is an us thing i really hope it's not an us thing so please do tell us yours if it's i feel like maybe everyone else is on the cheese and carb hype <laughs> as much as we are like i'm a lifelong hype. yeah it's not a hyper focus that's like a deep love <laughs> everything will come back to cheese and carbs probably all, all the hyper focuses that we come up with pretty much yeah <laughs> i think a theme might appear shortly <laughs> yeah but feel free to tell us about your hyper focus you know you can uh Put it in the reviews, put it on Instagram, tag us, tell us all about that. Yeah, we can't wait. So that's it, Maddie. We're done. Fabulous. We completed our first episode. Yay, and we didn't have a wobble and I started crying, so that's a big <laughs> gold star for both of us, I think. <laughs> we hope everybody enjoyed it, and Maddie, I'm going to talk to you next week. Yeah, see you next time. Bye. Please support those who support us. Check out Timely, who we recommend as our favourite booking system. New customers can use code COFFEE50 to get 50% off their first three months. Go to gettimely.com or find the link in the show notes. Once again, thanks for listening to Coffee Isn't Lunch. If you enjoyed this episode and think more people should hear it, we'd love it if you took a second to rate and review us. Don't miss out on our next episode. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you next time.